Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bailey. And I'm Tiffany. And we're your hosts. Guys, <laughs> how was your week? It was good. Yeah? We're recording this right now, so yeah. it wasn't great, but... Yeah, we uh, very clearly had a mishap. The file just disappeared. Yeah, I so... lost a bunch of other files on my laptop, too, so I think like something happened with my hard drive. I think it just kind of like pooped out. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that No, I lost, lost a bunch of shit. That yeah, sucks. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah, no, I lost a bunch of shit on my yeah, laptop, it, but... It was gone, so we're, we're re-recording. And then we're recording next week's case, too. And, yeah, it's been what a week since we recorded so hopefully you guys will it'll kind of be fresh for you guys again i know i'm like what did we talk about when we said how was your week last week yeah yeah i don't i'm like i don't don't remember either and i was like earlier today i was like oh i gotta listen to what we talked about so i can like just kind of talk about that again and i was like wait i don't have the file (laughs) i mentioned my birthday i remember that yeah so my birthday was on sunday it was great we're Um, gonna alex's birthday was (laughs) the second so his is the second, mine's the third, and then we have the 4th of July. So I had a pretty awesome weekend. Yeah. 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 Good. It was fun. I had a shit weekend. We have a very exciting surprise for you guys on the next episode. I know. It's going to be so exciting. I can't You can wait another it. extra extra couple days for that. Yeah. So this case, I'm going to, as soon as we finish recording it today, I'm going to compress it and upload it and post it right away. So this will probably be out tonight at some point. Um, and yeah. Then, if not, by early tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, so you'll have this one live today, July 7th, or tomorrow, July 8th. Um, and then we'll be back to our regular, reg, reg, regular, regular, <laughs> regular scheduled, pro- regularly, 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 regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> regularly. That is kind of hard to say. Regularly. It's like sassafras for you. Sassafras. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> My mom can't say specific. She oh, I know. Specific. <laughs> oh i love her i know she was in town all weekend i know i gotta spend time with her i know i was excited about that she's such a fun lady bailey she really likes you too really came over and she was like bailey is so cute i really like bailey she should spend more time here oh my god (laughs) yeah bailey's pretty okay mama k mama k mama k yeah i'm just the dog handler (laughs) we'll get to that in the next episode (laughs) oh i'm so excited Okay, are we ready to get into it? Yeah, yeah, that's a really short intro. We'll get right into it this time, since we don't remember what we talked about last time. <laughs> <laughs> and you've all been waiting, so. Yeah. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about next time. So, episode, this one will so. probably be a little bit shorter, but I'm sure I'm, I'm sure some of you will like that, so it's okay. Yeah. Right. All right, so I'm just going to give another trigger warning before we go in. Um, it still mentions sexual assault, so just keep a he- heads up. Keep a heads up. <laughs> keep your heads up. <laughs> All right, so a recap of last week's episode. We went through the tough childhood of Henry Louis Wallace and his failed marriage, birth of his only daughter, drug addiction, and the first five victims that he had murdered. We talked about Caroline Love, who at this point police just know as a missing person, Shauna Hawk, whose boyfriend found her in the tub, Audrey Spain, who was a Taco Bell worker from the other Taco Bell that Wallace did not work at, Valencia Jumper, who police think was an accidental burn victim, and Michelle Stinson, the mother of two that was found strangled and stabbed in her kitchen. Police are at this point starting to think that they might have a serial killer after the third victim, third meaning not the third, but because one is missing and one is accidental, so out of the five, the three that they know are murders. Mm-hmm. However, with the stabbing of Michelle not fitting the MO, they're still not positive if it's a serial killer or not. 
And then we ended the episode with Wallace getting arrested for shoplifting on February 4th, but police really not thinking at all that he had anything to do with the murders. Like, it was just a quick arrest. And this is when he started to become unhinged. I don't know how long he was in jail for. Like, it could have just been overnight. It could have been, you know, a few days. It could have been a week. It doesn't say anywhere. But within the next, I believe it was 16 days, he killed, like, five more people. So he went on a rampage. Because, yeah, he went on a spree after that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into all of that. All right. His sixth victim was Vanessa Mack. She worked at Carolina Medical Center and also had two kids, but these ones were daughters, whereas the last ones were sons. Her grandmother arrived at her place early in the morning on February 20th, 1994, to pick up one of her daughters so Vanessa could head to work. And this was, like, normal. She did this all the time. But she noticed that the back door wasn't shut all the way, which was weird. Like, she always kept her doors locked and shut. Vanessa didn't respond to her calling out her name and also noticed the daughter lying on the couch, the one that she was going to pick up, which was also weird. Like, she's usually, you know, in her bed or she's, at this point, up and ready to go with her grandma. When she entered into the bedroom, she saw Vanessa's feet hanging off the bed and noted that they were gray and cold to the touch. She obviously called 911 right away and got her daughter, um, not her daughter, her granddaughter, out of the house. Vanessa had blood dripping out of her nose, head, and ears, and a towel wrapped around her neck. Oh my god. She also had hemorrhages in the same spots as the others and bruising around her neck that was likely caused by the ligature, which was actually a towel and a t-shirt. It was a combination. And her cause of death was concluded to be ligature strangulation, just like the others. So, Wallace claims that he was near her home the night before and called her house to find out if she was home or not. When she answered, he just immediately hung up because that was his answer. Like, he knows that she's home now. His intention, he says, was fully to rob her for cocaine money and murder her so she couldn't identify him. And... Because at this point, he's realized, like... Okay, I've done this enough times where I know that I have to kill them. Yeah, I mean, this Especially is number six. Especially because he knows all of them. Yeah, and this is number six, and he's just like, I mean, he clearly doesn't care. Right. And he takes steps to, like, cover his tracks and stuff, so mm-hmm. this is actually number eight, but number but six. six that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about those at the end. Don't you worry, you guys. And so he's, if you've noticed in the previous ones and in the upcoming ones, he's a coward. He cannot just strangle them like when they're facing him he has to wait until they turn around to start strangling him so Vanessa wouldn't give him a hug when he got inside so that's when he asked for a glass of water a drink or whatever and of course the second she turned around to get him a drink he started strangling her and he so wait how old was the daughter it doesn't say oh okay yeah we don't know um but he so he I don't, I can't, it's been so long since we recorded the first one. I can't remember if I said it in the first one or the second one, but he used something from their home yeah. for every single one. Right. Except for one victim, which is the last one. Um, so I don't know how he like has enough time to find a towel or find a t-shirt or in this case a pillowcase without like causing suspicion. Right. And my thing was I was thinking, like, maybe she was folding laundry on the couch, you know, like, 
if she's in an apartment, you don't have much space to fold laundry. Like, maybe she's sitting watching TV, folding it, and it was just the first thing that was, like, available near her. Which is a really good possibility, but he uses their own stuff in every, in every, for every victim, except for one. I'm thinking, like, the pillowcase is weird. Yeah, because rather than you can't just like grab a pillowcase off of the towel off holder. A pillow. Yeah, like <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking maybe she was doing laundry and then the rest of the towels were just like conveniently there. Yeah, that's a good theory. I don't know for sure. Cuz does it say what kind of towel? Like is it a bath towel or is it like a dish towel? It doesn't say. It just says yeah, towel. Yeah, like it could be a dish yeah. towel out of the kitchen or you know. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, my entire, this entire time I've been thinking like a full-size bath towel, but Well, me too cuz it has to fit around the neck. Yeah, and but be able to like not necessarily. He could, he could just hold it and dish tighten it. are pretty big. That's They're true. long enough. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um. So yeah, he grabbed a pillowcase and started uh, strangling her, and he told her that he was going to rob her. He brought her into the bedroom and made her give him uh, her debit card and pin number, and then forced her to undress. Typical. He then continued to rape her, and need I add that. In every single one of his confessions, he says that they had sexual intercourse at this point. Yeah, it's it's just shifting blame. I know. Like, he, he does not... For some reason, he does not want to take the blame for the rape, which is like, you're already murdering them. Yeah, but I think in prison... Oh, the, yeah. Like, it's going to be worse for him. Yeah, for sure. But also, I think it's just that he doesn't want to admit that he's a literal fucking monster. Yeah. Like, I think he just wants to put the blame off of him so that he doesn't have to carry like the weight of people knowing or him thinking that he did that and that he did something wrong yeah that makes sense he's disgusting he told her to put her clothes back on after he finished raping her and then strangled her until she passed out and he was satisfied that she was dead this this like made me so angry uh this is when he went and checked on the baby to make sure that the baby was falling asleep. Like, he literally sat there and waited and watched the baby until the baby fell asleep. And not the the granddaughter that she was picking up, right? Like, this is a different child? Yeah, and it didn't actually mention... So, I used the court documents for this, and it... I... The two daughters were mentioned, but... It didn't say anything about the grandma picking up both of them. I assume she did. I assume she's not just going to leave the baby in the crib or whatever. So I assume she grabbed both of them before she ran out and called the cops. Right. Um, but but no, this wasn't the child. This was the like a literal infant. I hate it. Yeah. And Vanessa ended up lying to him about her PIN number. So when he hitched a cab ride to go to the ATMs, he literally got nothing from her. Like yeah. he literally just raped and, and murdered her for no reason. But got nothing. Good, good for her, though, even though, like, she knew that it wasn't yeah, going to end him. well for her. Listen, like, if I thought I was going to die, I would also give the wrong pin number. <laughs> right. Because, like, I mean, I don't have a lot to give, but I would hope that whatever I do have goes to Avery if I ever died. You know? Like, yeah. I don't want someone taking that from her. Yeah, seriously. Like, that's an extra added, like, Punch fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So then on March 9th, 1994, remember the the date March 9th. So March 9th, 1994, 24-year-old Betty Bauckham was supposed to report to work at Bojangles, it's a restaurant, where she was the assistant manager. Her unit director, and I don't know 
what that necessarily means. Maybe like a general manager or like a CEO. I'm, I'm not positive. Um, but somebody higher than her, Jeffrey Ellis, tried calling her several times before speaking with the other employees and her mother and determining that no one had heard from her recently because she hadn't shown up for her shift and she's, you know, she's very reliable. By the second shift missed and no one's still hearing from her, her manager, which like, these managers are literally going above and beyond for everything. They're awesome. Um, but her manager and um, another employee went to her house to check on things. Nothing seemed out of place when they peeked inside, but they received no answer when they tried knocking. Jeffrey and her, and her mother decided it was time to file a missing persons report. That same day, police got a call about a woman who was found not breathing. It wasn't clear in the report who had found her. Um, I don't know. So maintenance let police into the apartment, so I assume that it was probably maintenance that found her, but I don't know why they were, like, in and out of there without her, I don't know, without her answering. Unless they right. had, like, a scheduled appointment that I mean had already given her notice. I'm not really sure. Right. It seems weird because you do have to have 24 hours notice, at least in California. I'm not sure about everywhere it's, I know else. it's the same in Nevada, too. I don't know about everywhere yeah. else. So it seems like they would have a reason to go in there. So maybe it was maybe a scheduled appointment? Maybe it was just convenience, or like conveniently timed that he had scheduled this appointment or somebody had scheduled this appointment. And right. I'm, I don't know. It wasn't clear, but I assume that it was the maintenance guy who found her because they're the ones that let her in. And... Officer Gregory Norwood found her face down on the bed with a towel around her neck. And I'm not going to go through it all again, but Dr. Sullivan found the same results as the rest and came to the same conclusion as the other woman um, of ligature strangulation being the cause of death. And she also had a few other minor cuts and bruises. So what happened was Betty had allowed Wallace to enter her apartment because he claimed that he needed to borrow her phone. He got up to leave, but immediately started strangling her and demanding the safe code to the Bojangles restaurant, just like he did with uh, the Taco Bell restaurant, the alarm code for the Bojangles, and keys to get inside. According to him, she was, quote, upset, understandably, like, right. <laughs> whatever. Being robbed right now? Yeah, whatever, like, ew, um, and took 30 minutes to give him the safe code. And if that's true, that means that she spent 30 minutes trying to come up with a way to save her own life right which is like i don't know if someone broke into my work i'd be like here are all the passwords like or if not but like home yeah home but then we're asking for all my work codes i'd be like here you go <laughs> yeah it. here I take them like leave me alone enough about my work no absolutely know? not like i really like my job but do i care enough like is my job more important than my life no yeah, and we were, like, when I was in customer service, we were always told, like, if somebody comes in and robs you, you better just give them that money. Like, right. your life is not worth the cost of what we're going to lose, right. you know, giving them what they want. That's what they always said at Starbucks, too. Yeah. That's what, like, my um, my manager has said, like, multiple times. She's been, like, I've been in the office with her late at night, and it's, like, I'm... You know, I'm a bartender, so, like, we're often the last two people there, and she always says that, like, if something like that ever happened, like, if somebody ever broke in, like, after we're closed and stuff, 
um, that she fully expects us to give them whatever money we have and jump out the back window and right. just leave it. Like, it, it's not, she's like, I have so much money sunk into this restaurant. Jump out the back restaurant. window. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's, like, a window in her office that locks, and it, like, it, she was just like, you come into the office, lock the door, and jump out the window. I don't care. Right. I don't care if they get the safe that's in here. Right. I don't care if they get this, 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 and this. So, quick little side story. One of my friends used to work at a um, deli. Like, it was like a sandwich shop in high school. And <clears throat> a guy came in with a gun and was like, give me your money, robbing him, you know? And they got, she showed me the security footage. She's like, what? <laughs> and he was like, give me your money. And she's like, What? And he says it again, and then she just runs to the back, but her coworker was still sweeping the lobby and didn't even realize this was oh, all going no. on. So she's just sweeping away on the security camera, and the guy is standing there with the gun, like... He's like, what the hell is going well, what, on? Like, what, give me my money. Yeah, what do I do? So he stands there for a couple seconds. She just keeps sweeping, doesn't notice, oh, and, my and then gosh. he just turns around and leaves. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They were like, uh, Tuesday took off. And then I don't know who was sweeping, but she just didn't even notice him. Like your situal situational that, awareness, you say that again? Bailey. Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. Whose phone is going off? It's my oh, watch. it's her watch. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? But yes, yeah, situ- I thought you opened up TikTok again. <laughs> situational awareness, not there. Mm, yeah, seriously. When um, two little quick side notes again. My mom's best friend worked at used to work at banks. And she's been in two rivalries. Really? Yeah, two. And oh she just God. she still worked work there after. But my mom once, when I was like a baby baby, my mom walked in to go pick us up pizza from Little Caesars. And she walked in on a robbery. Yeah. And she was like petrified. Especially because like she has, you know, a four or five year old at home and like, a, I don't know how old I was. I can't remember. But like a literal infant at home she's like i'm gonna die today she freaked out of course and she like just sat there and prayed and the dude walked out with like 36 bucks it's a little caesars come on yeah (laughs) literally like 36 bucks are five dollars and then back in 1996 or 1997 like they were probably like two bucks right (laughs) and yeah he got nothing and then was like immediately arrested what an idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i just love that she just kept sweeping no cares in the world. Yeah, she seriously. She was doing her job, and she was doing her job well. That's yeah, all she tell was. You. She, she better was get a promotion. So I know. <laughs> Whoever hired her, promote her. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I mean, this was like six years ago, but still, <laughs> she's like, I gotta get this done. They're gonna be mad. <laughs> gotta sweep every inch of this floor. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah, so anyway. Um. Uh. Anyway, I can't imagine like the. Th- the absolute fear that this woman was going through like she had even said to him quote why did you do this to me unquote and he replied with i'm a sick person and i have hurt many people yeah then get yourself some help dude yeah and that's what she said she was like she was trying everything she could and she tried sympathizing with him by telling him like listen i forgive you for this like i like, I understand why you're doing this, you know, like, whatever she was saying, and told him, like, you should get some help. Right. Like, you need some help. But that only pissed him off more. Right. And, like, I get where she's trying to sympathize to maybe, like, save herself, but I can also understand how that would make him more angry. Like, oh, are you saying that I'm this and that and whatever, you know? Like, yeah. 
he doesn't want a life lecture. And especially, I mean, he's a crack addict. Well, also, he already knows so, that he's going to kill her. He's so. either, like, high on crack or he's on withdrawals from crack. Right. So, like, he's not right in the head, regardless. Totally. Like, on yeah. either end. And I think, like, he already knew he was going to kill her, so I don't think it mattered. No. At this point. Mm, like, she couldn't have said not. anything. I but I understand her, like, where she's coming from. Yeah. Trying to just, like, I forgive you. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We can we can work through this. Like, whatever. Right. I get it. Um, he grabbed her throat, slammed her on the floor, and argued with her. He picked her up and brought her into the room and told her to take her clothes off. She told him that she had a medical problem, so she didn't want to take them off. And it was just like a rash. And I don't know. I assume my guess is that she just said that in the hopes of him being like, oh, okay, never mind. All right. But, or like, it could have been because she was insecure. But I, I'm sure she was just trying to like save mm-hmm. herself from getting raped by right. trying to like make up an excuse. I would say if it was now, I'd say I had COVID. <laughs> Don't touch me, I'll cough on you. <laughs> You're gonna get hair loss. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna lose all your hair and be ugly forever. That's like the only reason I'm scared of giving getting COVID again. Like I don't wanna lose my hair. I know. Avery lost I think some of her hair and I'm really sad about it. That's okay. She's a baby, it'll grow back. I know. <laughs> but no, I I get it. Um, He didn't make her remove them just yet, but he forced her to give him oral sex, with which she replied was scratching and pulling on his penis. I'd bite it right off. Yeah. Oh, I would have been going nuts. Like, (laughs) I would not have been scratching and pulling on it, but that's what he said. I'd literally bite it off. She probably did bite it. I would assume that she bit it. No, I'll bite clean off. Yeah. Have fun doing this again. Pull a Lorena Bobbitt with my mouth. Yeah. Like, (laughs) have fun. Have fun doing this with no dick. Yeah, seriously. And, of course, he freaked out. They started fighting more. And then she bit him on his shoulder and continued to, like, you know, scratch at him and and fight him. Unfortunately, her efforts did not pay off. And he was able to grab a towel and start strangling her almost into unconsciousness, where he then took his clothes off and proceeded to rape her until he, you know, finished and told her to put her clothes back on, just like the others. He continued to strangle her after she got dressed and she until she gave him money that was um, that he was demanding and also stole the necklace that she had on. Was DNA testing at this point a thing? Yes, it was. Wait, 90, this was 94. Uh, yeah. I think it was in its very early stages still. Because I wonder if they could have gotten DNA from like her biting him. Well... Oh, like off of her teeth? Mm-hmm. I don't. Does it work like that? I don't think so because I think that her saliva would have probably broken it down. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, that's a good question that we should look into that. For I know, sure. but I like because if she bit him, I wonder. But back then, no. But I wonder now though. But also, they they didn't know that until he confessed, so they wouldn't right. have thought like, let's check her teeth. Right. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> you that know. Makes sense. That makes sense. So I mean, I wonder if that. I wonder if they can do that I wonder now. Wonder if though. that's a thing. I wonder if they can find like. I assume because the they can get like little tiny bits of DNA off of like, you know, a mix of, of like a pool of DNA. They can find out all the DNA profiles. Right, now. but I would think the saliva enzymes would like, maybe, ruin that. I don't know. I would I'm think curious. so too. Look but yeah, we'll after. look it up. We'll look it up someday. <laughs> Hopefully today, <laughs> if we remember. <laughs> after he got everything that he wanted. And he took what he thought he could sell for drug money, which was her TV. That's literally all he took. Um, He left, sold the TV, but then he came back to ensure that she was actually dead. And then also took her VCR from her for more drug money. So he pawned those, got the drug money. 
He wiped his prints off of everything again and stole her car before abandoning the car in a parking lot a few days later after wiping it down also. Remember how I said remember March 9th? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, March 9th, 1994. The literal same day. Verness Woods arrived home from work to find his typically locked apartment door unlocked. He found this odd because his girlfriend, 18-year-old Brandy Henderson, and their 10-month-old son, T.W., also lived in the apartment. It seems like Brandy was responsible about keeping the door locked, especially when it was just her and the baby home. Verness said that when he left for work, the apartment was clean and put together, and the door was absolutely locked. I'm like sure she should have like she could have like come and go and and just not locked it again but oh excuse me um when he went inside he noticed things thrown around in the living room and saw that the stereo was no longer there he immediately went to check on his son and noticed a white substance coming out of his mouth as he was gasping for air mm. and saw a pair of shorts tied around his little neck a little 10 months old it makes me so angry. It's only two and a half months older than Avery. I know. Like, I cannot imagine. No, that makes me so angry. This one really pissed me off. Yeah. So when, like, I, when he watched the baby sleep, that pissed me off. And then, like, this one, I was just, like, boiling. Like, it made me so angry. Um, he immediately checked on Brandy and found her face down on the bed. And when he moved to see if she was breathing, he saw the towels tied around her neck and that she had discoloration on her face. Like, her face is blue. He took them off and called the police right away while attempting CPR after moving her body to the floor and, and, you know, turning it around. But when the police showed up, it was very clear to them that, like, she was long gone. T.W. was rushed to the hospital and Dr. Brewer did his examination. He had red marks around his neck, obviously, and bruising on his face and eyes due to the lack of blood flow to his head since his jugular vein was blocked. He was awake and aware of his surroundings, kind of, as well as normal, sti- normal and stable vital signs. But what Dr. Brewer found strange was that when he went uh, to, I assume, give him an IV, like it just said stuck with a needle, but right. I assume it was an IV, um, the baby did not flinch or cry or pull away or anything. So it just like kind of showed that like his brain wasn't functioning normally at this point right and that like this is when that's where i like got extra pissed off right like he didn't kill the baby which is good but like he like maimed him for life yeah um however around 15 minutes later or so um tw started to become more alert and interactive so even though it's not completely clear it does seem like he made a pretty quick recovery and hopefully didn't have any permanent damage which is good but like still horrendous <laughs> did he get any charges from that i uh, no, he got no charges for that one that makes me so angry yeah it makes me angry too i, I mean that should be attempted murder yeah. yeah i assume like we'll get into it with the the first two that he suspected of or that he confessed to actually um i just think that they're trying to get like the ones that they know they can nail down and like for sure get him put away so they just didn't like they knew that the murder of his mom would be enough to like I don't know I don't I don't like it either I'm not saying like I agree with I know, it but <laughs> but like I feel like they definitely could have gotten that charge just because oh yeah I mean the jury what's the jury gonna do oh you strangled a baby but it's fine I mean, like he's, they're gonna convict him yeah I don't know maybe it's because he like 
said that he didn't try to kill him that like I, but you listen did, i know like, yeah you he know. he definitely could have died no matter what like, and we'll get know. into like the more of that in a minute too but like yeah he absolutely could have died if he was there longer than like what if Ernest was on vacation right. he wasn't at work like or he was like working an overnight shift yeah the baby would have eventually died yeah you know um dr sullivan again performed the autopsy on brand brandy and you know same as the other one same hemorrhages and also had blunt trauma injuries and cuts, but those were pretty minor. So it didn't appear that she had been knocked out or anything prior to the rape and strangulation. So this is what he said happened. Before Wallace went to Betty's house earlier in the day and murdered her, he was actually planning on murdering Brandy. However, when he showed up to her house, he realized that Verness, her boyfriend, was home, which is why he didn't. He went to Betty's place first. And they happened to live in the same apartment complex. He started getting a bit reckless, I think. You know, like I said, um, later that night, knowing that Verness would be at work, he arrived back at Brandy's apartment and made up some lie about how he needed to leave something for Verness and then asked for a drink, which is when he was able to gain access into the apartment. Again, as she turned around to get him a glass, he started choking her and forced her into the bedroom. I feel like a broken record. Like, it's all... He has such a typical MO that it's like, I just keep repeating the same stuff. (laughs) And it sucks, though, because, like, the police don't know any of this. Yeah. But it's so clear. Like, it's such clearly the same MO. But, like... But I guess they don't... Yeah. I mean, like, they they don't... don't know that, like... Oh, he, he asked, asked for, for a drink. drink. Yeah. Da, 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 you know? Yeah, but like. Which is so frustrating because it's like then hearing the it. But then hearing it now, you're I know. Like, what the hell? You're like, how did you not realize that? I know, but they <laughs> don't know. But you can't know any of this. Yeah, details, exactly. You know? I know. It's, it's frustrating listening to it and knowing everything already. So, yeah, when he went, um, he started strangling her, uh, forced her into the bedroom, and apparently she, for some reason, begged him to let her hold her son. And I don't know if it's because, like, she was under the impression that he was going to kill her and he's just, she was just like, let me love my son, like, one more time before you try to kill me. That or maybe she thought, like, if I'm holding a baby, he won't do yeah, anything. maybe. You know? Which I don't know if I... No. Like, it's hard, like, having an in, like, personally having a baby and then, like, hearing that because it's like, I don't think that I would one want her around or two use her as like a human shield like it, yeah but like kind of <laughs> well, like i could just imagine you like holding avery out like back no, up back no. up back up <laughs> no but like using her as like almost like a decoy or scapegoat type thing but like you don't know you and know? you also like, do like if you think you're about to die like of course you're gonna want to like have that last intimate moment with her right. but yeah, in that situation. But, like, do I want to put her in harm's way? Or would I rather put not. her in a room and lock her in there? Or, like, yeah. you know. Like, can least... I go give my baby a kiss at least? Like, yeah. I don't think I would want to. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like we said, like, I've never been in that situation. Right. I hope to so never it's, be. It's hard to say, but I just, something about it just doesn't sit right with me. And I'm not, like, blaming her or anything. No, absolutely It's just, not. like, me personally, I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get, like, you know, why she probably would have wanted to do that. And I also get, like, the opposite thought of, like, why are you doing that? Right. <laughs> you know? Wallace replied with, quote, I don't know if that would be a, a good idea for what we're about to do, unquote. Which, like, literally Disgusting. makes me gag. Disgusting. So, at this point, 
she knows that he's going to rape her. And he also told her that it'll be a robbery and wanted to know where the money was at. She gave him a Pringles can full of change that equaled around $20 or so and claimed that she had no more money to give. He made her remove her clothes, and she did, but she also... This is where it gets a little weirder. Um, she also grabbed her son and laid him on her chest and then turned his little head so he wouldn't be able to, like, witness what was about to happen. No, see, that's that's where I full stop don't agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was still in that mode of, like, maybe if I have my baby, he won't, but no. I, no. no. Again, it, I'm not blaming her for anything. Like, I'm nothing, not either, but None I, of it is her fault, no. but... I just wish I knew, like, why... I want to know her train of thought. I just... Yeah, I don't... I don't like that. And... Okay, so then he... I'm sorry. I, like, totally lost my place for a second. (laughs) Well, Um, and, like, I get that he's so young he won't, like, remember any of it, which is good. Yeah, thank God. But still, I just feel like that's uncomfortable for... But I, I... See, I don't know. Like, if he doesn't remember, it doesn't matter. No, it does. Yeah. I think it does. I definitely still think, I think it, does. it does. But, I but don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, so, he then continued to rape her, and after he raped her, made her put her clothes back on. Again, same thing. Um, he went to grab a towel to wipe down evidence before using that same towel to stra- strangle Brandy to death. He put her body on the bed and saw T.W. crying, of course... So, he tried giving him a pacifier, but that didn't stop him. So, he grabbed another, he grabbed a uh, pair of shorts and tied them tightly around his neck. Quote, I guess this isn't a quote. I shouldn't say quote. Um, he says, not to kill him, but, you know, just to make him shut up, basically. Right. Um, because it would make it difficult to continue breathing. He laid down next to his mom's dead body, and Wallace stole more stuff from her, uh, her house or her apartment before fleeing in her car and selling the items for drug money. Okay. What amazes me is that, the, like, I feel like I don't understand how he wasn't caught earlier. Like, I just don't get it. I can't remember if I said it in the first episode or if I said it in the first recording of this episode, but um, they, the police force, was, like, very, very understaffed at this point. Um, they had... I think that I think what it said, I should have written it down. Um, I think it said that they had seven investigators full time, and now um, the same police department has like twenty five full time. Okay. So they were severely understaffed, and but also crime has been like, I feel like back then there wasn't as much crime. So did they need? I feel like back then there was more. There was more, yeah. You think? Think yeah. about, like, the 70s. I mean, granted, 70s, we're in the 90s. 80s, 90s were, like, the prime time of But those crime. were, like, serious. That's, like, when you know, like, all the serial clothes you hear about and know about was, like, that's when they all started popping right. up for some reason. Yeah, I guess. It's just because, like, I was a kid in the 90s, and I remember, like, being able to go outside and play till the streetlights came on and, like... I mean, I don't think that's necessarily because of crime. I think that's just, like, because kids are... There's so many iPad kids now. <laughs> i wouldn't let avery go play out no absolutely alone. not but we also like live for this kind of stuff and right like we hear about this we talk about it we are very much aware of it and like back then it wasn't reported on as much it wasn't like it didn't seem to be as big of a danger back then because it wasn't so 
There was no social well media. Well talked about. There was no social media. There was very little crime shows. The, right. the news didn't report on as much crime as they do now, you know? So right. it's just like, I don't know. I, I think the world just seems like a da- more dangerous place now, even though it's probably really not any different. Right. And I think technology has helped a lot with it being more, like, accessible to find out facts. You know, because, like, we only used to get local channels. And now we can look up anything from all over the world. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. So then three days later, on March 12th, 1994, Lovey Slaughter arrived at the apartment of her daughter, Deborah Slaughter, in Charlotte to return a photo that she had borrowed from Deborah's place. When she arrived, she decided to let herself in with her own key since she knew that her daughter would be at work when she got there. Um... She tried knocking on the door and stuff, but, like, she didn't... She just wanted to be, like, respectful in case she was home. She didn't answer, so she went to put the key in, and she realized it was already unlocked. And, of course, just like the others, like, her mom found that very strange. So, she called 911 almost immediately because right as she walked in and, like, assessed the situation, she found her daughter's body lying on the floor. Dr. Sullivan noted, of course, a ligature mark on her neck... Her own sock, this is a little different, her own sock shoved into her mouth to keep her mouth open. Hmm. And I, I don't know why. Like, there's really nothing that says why. And also the same hemorrhaging as previous victims. Also, similar to other victims, there were abrasions and blunt force trauma wounds to her face and head. However, just like Michelle Stinson, she was also stabbed. There were 38 stab wounds. To her chest and abdomen. See, and I don't understand why he doesn't stab any of the other ones except the one. Yeah, I don't. And get, like, I get like, like Michelle because he it was like he was having a hard time or um or whatever, and like he was in the kitchen with her, so he just grabbed her knife, like the knife, just to make it easier and like kill her. Right, but, but he was like different? right there, accessible to what's it. What's different about this one than all the other ones? We'll get into it a little bit, but it still doesn't really make sense. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, three stab wounds punctured her heart. Twelve stab wounds punctured her left lung, and the others punctured her stomach and liver. Any single stab wound to her heart or lung could have served fatal in themselves. So to say this was overkill is like a severe understatement. Right. Dr. Sullivan declared the cause of death as multiple stab wounds with strangulation as a contributor, just like he had done with Michelle's murder. Wallace said that he had gone to her place wanting to do drugs with her, but got mad when she told him that the money she had couldn't be used for drugs because she needed to make it last until payday. And again, he asked her for a drink and strangled her as she turned around to get one. This time he came more prepared, though. This is the only one that he had his own towel Instead of using something from their house. And I don't know if it just took eight eight to ten other murders for him to be like, maybe I should come prepared. I don't know why, like, this is the only one that he was like, I'll just bring my own. Well, it's the only one he's brought his own, and it's, like, the second one he stabbed. So, like... Yeah, and this one doesn't really even make sense why he stabbed her. Like, I don't get it. Right. It's just weird. Like, why did he change after all of the other ones? Yeah, I really have no idea. Um, she fell down quickly and realized that this, this is the man that had murdered the other woman. Like, she knew at this point she was going to die. He told her he wanted her to take off her clothes and give him oral sex, and she said, I don't do that. You might as well go ahead and kill me. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> he looked at her after tightening the ligature and said, you know, like, now you want to change your mind? Like, how about now, you know? And she still refused, so he didn't make her. He just raped her instead. See, Which but he was going to do me, regardless. If it were me, I'd be like, okay, I changed my mind. And then I'd bite his dick off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, why did any of them think of this? Dude, I'm I mean, biting down. Listen, if someone tries to rape me, I'm going to try to bite their dick off. Yeah. And if they kill me, at least I can't rape another woman. <laughs> you know you can break a dick, too. Like, I just fucking bend that shit in half. <laughs> shit. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one better ever try to rape me. I will make their lives miserable. <laughs> you all fucking ED for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> try me. You can't rape anybody after that. <laughs> Fuck right off. After he made her get dressed, just like the others, he told her to go dump out her purse. And this is where it, like, gets confusing. Like, he knew that she had a knife in her purse that she carried with her for protection. Right. So, he told her to dump out her purse, knowing that he was going to get that knife. Um, he stole everything from her wallet and then grabbed the knife from her. When she saw this, she hit him and started screaming for someone to call the police. So, this caused him to tighten the towel harder and harder while she was, like, literally fighting so hard for her life. She was kicking and screaming trying to scream and he was worried that the downstairs neighbor would hear so he had to sit on top of her legs to like prevent her from continuing to kick the ground he ended up getting up to get another towel and like i don't know if she was unconscious at this point or if he was just ballsy enough to get up and try to leave her for a minute to get another towel i don't know right but he wrapped that one around her neck and i would think with how hard she was fighting she was probably unconscious i'm thinking so too like i don't think he'd be ballsy enough to just like if she's, let her keep yeah, screaming she's and fighting, kicking and well if she's fighting that hard what's to say she won't get up and just run like yeah i would at that point yeah know? exactly um he tightened them around her neck and he grabbed the knife and started stabbing her around 20 times and this was all in like the stomach area this time once he was satisfied that she was dead he got up and cleaned the knife and wiped down all of his finger fingerprints be, um, and then, like, putting the knife back with her purse belongings. Again, I don't understand Probably why. to not be suspicious. Like, it'd be harder for them to find the murder weapon. Maybe. Because who's going to look through a purse for a murder weapon? Yeah, I mean, I Instead wouldn't... of it just, like, being out, you know? Yeah, I don't... But he didn't put it back in the purse. He just, like, put it with the contents of the purse that were sprawled out. Oh, I thought he put everything back in the purse. No. No, okay. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. doesn't make sense to me either. Especially because it's, like, a little knife. Like, right. you could have just... Taken it. Yeah. And it would have been easy to just get rid of that thing. More, yeah. More so than, like, a big kitchen knife or something. Weird. Okay, I was thinking he put it all back in the purse. And I'm like, that makes sense. No, nope, he didn't. Weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so he wiped down all of his fingerprints before using her money to buy crack. Crack. He then came back to her apartment to smoke said crack. He literally, so stupid. right, with her dead body, and they were just like, let me just go back there to smoke my crack. Also, like, like what if literally anyone comes over? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, that's so, I don't, I don't understand it. It's so stupid. I don't know. He was, he had a crack-filled head. I have no idea what was going on in his mind. And then when he went to leave, he took a baseball bat, a knife from the kitchen, and a coat, and then threw them away literally right after he left the apartment. So... It doesn't make sense. Don't know what the point to that was. Yeah. What? And he didn't say what the point to that was. It's, he just said that's what he did. 
Wallace finally became a suspect after multiple victims' families had given police names of people that they would probably allow into their homes, and he was the only one on each one of those lists that were the same. Which is kind of wild, because... I don't know, like, there are people that we for sure would let in our homes, but, like, the one that, that worked at Taco Bell, just a different Taco Bell, like, I wouldn't say, oh, like, Jason's co-workers from another shop like he there's a shop in Carson and I don't like yeah he might let them well, in but that wouldn't be on my list I actually I, I don't have it on here which which family said this it was only like three or four of them though oh not, not nine yeah okay. it wasn't all of them okay. but that's when they started thinking like oh well if this guy is the only common denominator for these murders okay. and these murders are like these murders then right okay. yeah I was just like I mean that's they're really doing a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, so they did some other digging. Like, they went to pawn shops to see if any of the missing goods had been pawned recently and stuff like that. But I'm not going to go into all that detail. Um, after realizing that Wallace knew a few of the victims, they did more digging after, you know, all of that stuff. And they realized that Shauna Hawk and Audrey Spain had both worked at Taco Bell. So Shauna was the one that was his employee. Audrey was the one that was... The other one. Right. However, she was formerly his employee before she moved to the other Taco Bell. So that's how he knew her. Right. Valencia Jumper was one of Yvonne's good friends. And Yvonne, if you remember from the first episode, that's Wallace's sister. Michelle Stinson would frequent the Taco Bell he worked at and would talk with him while she was in there. Vanessa Mack was Wallace's ex-girlfriend's sister. Betty Bauckham was one of Sadie's. And if... You remember from the first episode, again, Sadie is his girlfriend, his current girlfriend at this time. It was one of Sadie's friends. Brandy Henderson was the girlfriend of Verness, and Verness and Wallace were friends. Can you imagine two of your friend or your girlfriend, and then your friend is like, my friend and my girlfriend is dead, and you just have to be like, oh, so sad. Right? I can't. Like, what? No. Like, all these people in your life are coming up to you like, oh, this happened to my friend. Right. Like, like. This other person's coming up, and they're, like, how, they had to have put something together like your in their company, minds. your company is, like, this person's dead, and your, your girlfriend's, like, my friend's dead, and your friend is, like, yeah. my girlfriend's dead. Like, I, I know. How Sounds do like you an episode co- of Grey's Anatomy. Right. <laughs> but, like, how do you, how do you pretend to be, like, surprised and upset about it? I yeah, don't get it. I don't get it either. It blows my mind. Deborah Slaughter worked at the Bojangles where it didn't really make uh, make it clear. It was either Sadie or an ex-girlfriend. One of them worked there, and sh- they worked with um, Deborah Slaughter. So that was – Wallace was, like, kind of a friend of his through his either current girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. And that's when they realized that Sadie's roommate, Caroline, was still missing. So police talked with Sadie, and she was like, no way. Like, he – they called him the Charlotte Strangler. She was like, he cannot be the Charlotte Strangler. Like, that's my boyfriend. Like, he can't, you know. Right. If somebody told me Alex was strangling all these women, I'd be like, there's no possible way, no. <laughs> you know. But then she started thinking about it more and more and realized that he had been giving her all of this jewelry and gifts and stuff like that. And it clicked in her head that she was literally wearing stolen items from his dead victims. Which is like, I get how she didn't connect that. Because, like, there was a time Jason went to a job site, and there was a jewelry store right next door. 
and he knows I love opal, and so he brought home this, like, nice opal necklace. It's like a, oh, I saw this and I thought about you. And so, like, I don't blame her for not being suspicious that he was just getting her gifts. Yeah, and I wouldn't be either. Like, you know, Alex has never gotten me just, like, a random piece of jewelry, but if he start like if he started doing that frequently i'd be like what's going on but i wouldn't think that he was murdering people for right. the jewelry you right. know that would be the last thought in my mind like, I, would I wouldn't like, question it does, why does he love like is he cheating on me like what is he trying to make up for <laughs> you right. know but i would not think that he was murdering people right. for it yeah like he's just he saw it he thought of me and he he thought i would like it yeah and so i appreciate I that and I'm, i wouldn't like immediately be like are who'd you, you murder? murder? Yeah, who'd you murder for this? <laughs> yeah, so I definitely, like, don't... I get why she didn't think that it was anyone who was murdered, but... Right. But, yeah, like, once the police started talking to her, she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, right. this is... This is theirs. Police then found Betty's car and lifted a farshal... Farshal? <laughs> a partial palm print that matched Wallace's, and they started hunting him down right away. So, they did have a warrant out for his arrest for a larceny charge that happened previously. So, they did have the means to question him and hold him um, and then also question him about the murders. He was eventually arrested on March 12th, 1994 for the warrant, which was the same day that he murdered um, the last woman. Oops. Sorry, my mom's calling me. <laughs> When they confronted him about the murders, he ended up confessing within just a few hours. So now we're going to go back to the first two murders that he is suspected of and confessed to. Sharon Nance was the second one. She was found beaten to death on May 27, 1992 in Charlotte. She was a 33-year-old sex, um, sex worker and drug dealer, and he admitted to beating her to death after he had used her services and getting mad that she had asked him to pay her. Like... He knew Duh. that he was supposed well, to pay her. Yeah, you you kind of got to pay for any type of service. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was very much aware, but yeah, like, he got you, angry. You wouldn't hire a house cleaner and then be like, well, I didn't think you wanted to be paid. Yeah, and like, then let me kill you instead yeah. of paying you. And, well, you got like, to pay for your services, dude. Yeah. Um, he left her body near some railroad tracks and then fled the scene. He would not be convicted of this murder, even though uh, he was charged with it. And I don't know... Like I they said, just didn't have enough evidence. Yeah, I don't know if it was just lack of physical evidence right. or he just they wanted to charge or nail the ones that he could nail. I'm Which not is stupid sure. because he confessed. Yeah, but they could claim a course in confession. They could claim whatever. But still, he has enough. Oh, I agree. He has enough that he'd get charged for. I'm for just sure thinking that why not legalities that I don't. Yeah, understand, but like why not really? at least try for it? Well, you know? They like if they don't have evidence, they can't like. If you don't have enough evidence to charge somebody with this crime, you like you literally can't. Yeah, do it. I don't yeah. think they had so any that's... physical or circumstantial. It was just yeah. his word. So maybe that's why. And then the first one was Tashonda Bethia. She was 18 years old when her body was found on April 1st, 1990, in a pond in Barnwell, South South Carolina. Wallace had confessed to this murder after being charged and confessing to the other ten. She was a senior in high school when she knew him, and he had a crush on her, and I read in one source they dated a few times here and there, but in her Find a Grave memorial, it says that he wanted to date her, that not that they actually dated, and I don't know if that's just, like, her family trying to separate. Like distance, yeah, yeah, distance. Yeah, that's the word. Um, or not. So I'm not really sure the exact story there, 
but he definitely, like, was into her. And he was actually suspected of her murder, like, right after they found her body and was questioned for it, but they didn't have any sufficient evidence to hold him or charge him. So they couldn't. They just had nothing. But that's another thing. It's like, if I, the first murder I do... I get questioned for. I'm not murdering anyone else. Right? Like, like how? I don't. How do crack, you go, dude? I don't do know. You, I'm telling you, drugs do bad things to people. But like, how do you go on and murder what nine, uh, ten, ten more people? people. That's Drug addicts. Insane. Drugs insane. make you do crazy things. I'm thankful that like not every drug addict is also a serial killer. Right. I was gonna but, say like I. I mean, I have people in like my family who are drug addicts and like. I know they'd never kill anyone. Yeah. But I mean, and like, then again, like, everyone's different. Yeah. And um, I know I mentioned Tyler before, my brother, who was a drug addict. And, like, there were times where me and my mom were, like, legit scared of him. And right. when he was in, like, high school and stuff. And, like, it was, he was pretty scary. But I've actually talked to him. And I literally have told him, like, thank you so much for never murdering me or mom or, like, anybody else. Right. <laughs> but, like, especially me and mom. And he was like, oh my gosh, like, I would never. He's like, yeah. no matter how high I got, like, that was never, like, a thought yeah. in my mind. Right. So, it definitely is, I mean, he, I think he probably would have murdered eventually, with or without the drugs, but drugs just make you do, like, crazier shit. Right. I just, like, I'd be too scared after, like, being questioned for the first one. Yeah. Like, well, we also have normal brains. That's true. So. It's true. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Um, he would never be convicted of her murder either, even though they had posted in the Herald Journal that he would be charged with it. Um, I don't even think he was actually formally charged with it after that, that posting. Well, I'm glad it still went into the newspapers so people could think he was an absolute shitbag. Yeah, and he is. He would eventually be found guilty, and he literally went to trial. He went to trial instead of pleading guilty. What? Why? Right? I have That's no idea. Stupid. That's so stupid. Just I, plead guilty. I, right? Like, you already confessed. He Just knew that the guilty. death penalty was on the table for these murders, and he still was like, no, let me chance it. Yeah, but, like, if you confess, why not just plead guilty? I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. Like, even even his lawyers would have been dumb to be like, no, we should probably plead not guilty. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's stupid. No. Um, so he was found guilty on January 7th, 1997 of those nine. He got sentenced to nine death sentences. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, just like he should have been. He appealed a few times. I'm not going to go into all that detail either, but, um, they were all denied. So Good. screw him. He is still to this day sitting on death row at 56 years old in Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. All right, so who's going to break in with me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. And there's actually, like, a lot. Um, He has done interviews with, like, mm, I can't remember, like, 2020 or Dateline or, like, whatever, um, like, big names are out there. He's actually done interviews with them and, like, con- talked about, like, like, recently, like, the past few years, not... Not back when it first happened. So, like, I personally didn't listen to any of them. Like, I had so much on my plate for this case already. Right. I worked on this thing for, like, eight hours at least. So, I didn't watch any of them. But they are out there if you're interested in hearing what he has to say for himself all these years I later. Know. I do know that there was, like, one time where he was like, I just couldn't stop. Or no. something along those I lines. I don't even like, want to hear excuses. I no, just- I don't want to hear excuses either. 
I just wanna... I don't I don't give a shit what he says. Like yeah. I really don't care. He's about literally what he a has piece, to say about it. piece of human garbage. Like yeah. he's one of the biggest scums to walk this earth. And there's a lot of those, and he fits in there. Yeah, not interested. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. So that is the unfortunate life of Henry Louis Wallace, uh, and I just can't believe he's still on death row. Wouldn't it have been better if he just never had a life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I agree. And can I just clarify? So he is the only African-American serial killer that we've done. Yes. Currently. And all of his victims were also African-American? Yes, they were all, yeah, all 11 of them. Huh. Yeah. It's sad. <coughs> oh, my gosh. Are you okay? <coughs> <coughs> Tiffany, you're just so emotional. Oh. I just inhaled my own spit. I do that a lot. <laughs> That's just really sad. Like, I mean, race doesn't matter, of course, like, in any circumstance, but it's just sad that, like... And they always say that it's uncommon for serial killers to kill outside of their race. Right. So I guess that makes sense. Um, I did see a, a couple other black serial killers when I was looking into him, and I didn't look into them or anything, but I'm kind of curious to see if all of their victims were black as well, or if right. any of them were white or Asian or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's murder sad. That's all it is. Yeah, it sucks. It shouldn't happen. <sighs> Bummer. Stop murdering people. Put yeah. us out of business. Don't be evil. <laughs> don't be evil. <laughs> All right, should we wrap this up so we can get on to recording Bailey's case? Yes, we should. All right, well. And then we'll have an exciting announcement for you guys. We'll know right away. I mean, we already know, but, like, we get to say it right away, but you guys got to wait a couple days. I know. (laughs) The suspense is killing you. I know it. I bet (laughs) someone guess it. They should. Yeah. Oh, but Wait. no one actually knows Everybody, already. yeah. Yeah. Everybody my f- my yeah. friends and my family that know already just don't. Please don't. Do we have any listeners that aren't friends and family? Didn't we have someone from, like, Germany or something? We have 99% in the United States. I know, but who's the one? I don't know. <gasps> it does. It just, it literally says less than 1% in, like, other countries. And I'm like, okay, okay but, who, but who? Where? Like, I want to know. <laughs> so, All right, guys. Well, don't be, be evil. Evil. Don't, don't be do evil. It. Especially, do like, it. this dude. Yeah. Screw yeah. this guy. Okay. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. We love you. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.